everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you are brand new to the show, this show is all about a wonderful card game called Magic the Gathering. You've probably never heard of it, so you're listening about this card game for the very first time, probably wondering, what the heck is this show all about? Well, like I said before, it's all about Magic the Gathering, and we have a awesome guest today. Her name is Tappy Toe Claws, a.k.a. Sydney, a.k.a. Magic Cosplayer Extraordinaire, a.k.a. Joyra, a.k.a. Nahiri, a.k.a. Who else does she play as? Does she play Nissa? I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. I'll go find out. But, so, like I said, I brought on Tappy Toe Claws, and we had an awesome time uh, just shooting the shit about magic and everything else and whatever else in between i do apologize for the audio quality because as i was recording it i was in the middle of a hurricane aka a typical afternoon florida shower but when you're in florida uh typically what happens in the afternoon and sometimes at night you have hurricane force winds and rain for about 15 20 minutes so you will hear thunder and lightning uh going on in the background and heavy rain and unfortunately I could not edit all that out because it's it you can just hear it while I'm talking. Um, so yeah, so that was fun. So anyways, uh, I got some announcements. Uh, Magic Azubi is scheduled to be at Grand Prix Orlando from August 10th through the 12th. Also Grand Prix Atlanta from November 2nd through the 4th. Uh, Magic Wazubi can be found on Facebook.com slash Magic Wazubi, on Twitter at Magic Wazubi. Uh, you can email me with any questions at Gmail at MTGZubi at Gmail.com. Uh, we are available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, as well as YouTube.com. You can just search for Magic Wazubi. And if you happen to find my podcast and it's not under my channel names, um, definitely let me know because that'd be pretty weird. Uh, Magic Wazubi is also sponsored by the following. We are sponsored by LegitMTG.com. You can order any any magic singles or sealed product that is up and get free shipping for any order over two dollars or more within the united states and also manatraders.com if you are tired of having to buy singles on magic online go check out manatraders.com and you can rent decks you can rent decks for as long as you like uh they have a lot of different subscription plans definitely check them out they are a very awesome service and if you do happen to check them out use promo code mtgzuby on checkout you get 15 percent off your first three months that's mtgzuby that's mtgzuby check them out today so let's just get on with the show here all right <laughs> Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt. Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! So um I guess let's just get right into it. We're already recording. Um it's Perfect. so yeah. Um so Zuby here and I am with Tappy Toe Claws, aka Sydney, um, magic cosplayer extraordinaire, and I brought her on tonight to um just talk talk about magic and cosplaying and talk about yourself. How's it going? I hate I hate talking about myself, so I'm gonna leave right now. I'm I'm oh, a okay. very I'm a very humble person. Uh <laughs> 
I don't have uh, very many inflammatory opinions, and I have no sense of inflated ego at all, so I don't know what I'm doing here at all. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I'm also a very well-known liar, so there you go. <laughs> well, That's basically the best introduction I can do for myself. Well, happy to have you on here. So how's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, I just was working on a recipe for beer cheese mac and cheese for like a work party that we're having tomorrow. So that turned out awesome. Uh, I'm it's chilling out in the oven upstairs right now, so I'm I'm pretty psyched about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um I saw I was I follow you on Twitter, so I was seeing you post a bunch of like cheeses and um cheese and uh, beer. Wisconsin on Wisconsin. Oh, that's uh, is is that where is that where you're where you live right now? Yes, that is where I am currently located. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you you actually experience winter. What's that like? Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, the fact that you were like, it's going to snow and have hurricane force winds, or it's going to rain and have hurricane force winds for like 50 minutes. I'm like, I'll take the snow. I know how to drive. <laughs> I got snow tires and a shovel. I'll take that over hurricanes. So that's probably okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because in Florida, it's commonly... Um, you don't start getting worried about hurricanes until after it hits category three and up. Uh, anything below that, you're just sort of like, eh, whatever. It, have a bunch of where beer. Do they, where do they name them? At what point do they name them? Like, do you only have to fear it if it gets a name? Is it like that wizard power about once no. it has a name, it has power? <laughs> no, no, no. It gets a name when it becomes a tropical storm. So, um, wh- wh- like I said, if, if you're in Florida, depending on where you are in Florida, I'm in central Florida, so I'm a lot more inland compared to if I was in Miami or gotcha. in St. Pete or anything like that. That's I would be a lot more worried if I was like right on the coast, but I'm not really on the coast too much. So, like I said, I don't really start getting worried about hurricanes until it's like Cat 3 and above because um, that's when it can do some serious damage. Not that a Category 1 or a Tropical Storm can't do damage. It's just, you know, that, that that's when you just, you know, either um, drink a lot of beer and have a good time and or pass out at night and don't even worry about it. I like that option, honestly. I'm, <laughs> I'm, down, I'm down with that one. Down with option A. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you, you, you definitely get used to it because back in 2005 is when we had three hurricanes back to back, like after, like every other week. We had three hurricanes just pass through us. We're just like, um, okay, whatever. You stop getting worried after a while. You're just like, okay, just bring it. Just like I mean, you're, you're just Florida man. Yeah, yeah Florida it, man flag like facing the hurricane head on. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's 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 a swamp. It's um, we have about <laughs> we have about one week of winter, and then the rest is you know a hundred degrees, a hundred percent humidity the rest of the year. So we have like the same but totally opposite. Oh, so we, one week we have- of summer. Yeah, we've got like three days of like the ass end of humidity. Oh, can I swear? Is that like a thing? Are you gonna? Yeah, yeah. No, like you're good. You're good. Good, because I uh, I'm, I'm bad at not swearing. Uh, yeah, but we have like we have like a week of like the ass end of humidity, and yeah. everyone's dying, and cars are overheating, and I'm basically in my basement with like nine air conditions on my face, and <laughs> ice like poured all over me, and then it snows in like September, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I've only ever. Uh, the only time I've ever seen snow was when I traveled up to Maine during winter, and um, that was like the first time I ever experienced, you know, negative temperatures before, and um, it was quite an experience. It, it was it was weird because I only stayed there for about two weeks, and 
it would get down to like negative 20. Then when it would get up to like zero or 10 degrees, I'm like, oh, it's kind of warm outside. It's weird yeah, how you, quickly you adapt to that. You get used to it pretty quick. You're like, oh, I'm not dying. It doesn't hurt <laughs> me. Great. A plus. Yeah, but like if you come to Florida and live in Florida for so long, it's um when it hits like 70 degrees, you're like, oh, my God, I'm freezing right now. It's so cold. I don't, <laughs> I don't ever want to do that. No, I mean, it's 70 degrees now and I want to turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> I mean, Flo- Florida's really not that bad. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about hurricane force winds and rain right now. <laughs> See, I like and- it. It's not bad, but also. <laughs> I mean, it, there, there's, a, there's a lot of perks to it. I mean, we have Disney World, you know, an hour away from me and um, or about hour and a half, actually. And then um, you, we have gorgeous beaches here. And then True. then you just have to worry about Florida man in every corner. <laughs> it's um it's it's really a weird have you ever been to florida before i have yes okay so it, so you probably understand it's a very weird melting pot like in the central florida area where it's it's very unique and diverse and all that and then as soon as you go a little bit north of central florida it becomes southern as all hell yep yeah it's 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 very weird because i live more on the northern part of central florida so I'm sort of like, I'm still in that, you know, diverse area, but then I travel down the street and I see Confederate flags everywhere and I'm like, oh, I'm in this part of town now. So, <laughs> oh, I go, I need to go home and take a bath. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it, oh God, but that, that's a whole nother podcast right there. But, um, I so, definitely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I said, it, it's Florida, it's Florida man. All right. You, yeah. you, you see Florida man. It's, um, so speaking of Florida man, it's funny because. I my buddy uh, was driving to work the other day and saw a Spider-Man crack dealer on the side of the street. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to GP Vegas in like 20. Fuck, oh, God, 20 days. Jesus Christ. Is it? Holy shit. It is that soon. Holy crap. Somebody called out 22 days and I don't know who that asshole was. But uh, why would you personally attack me like this? My uh, my costume for Vegas is still wrapped on a bolt of fabric right next to me. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling the pressure. It's fine. It's fine. I only have you'll, to make you'll a be fine. I only have to make a costume and redo a whole wig because now Joyer's got bangs and curls. Wizards, why would you do this to me? Well, no, you just go old school Joyra. Well, well, technically, I have like the middle Joyra because I have uh, Magali Villeneuve's uh, gorgeous one from the dual decks, which was like the only good part about the dual decks. Yeah. Um, but that art is gorgeous, and that's what I made mine based off of, because I was going to maybe make, like, the super old-school Time Spiral Joy Run, and then I saw that, and I was like, mm, nope, slam it, taking that one. <laughs> uh, and then now she's got bangs and curls, and well, that's yeah. fine. I'm, I don't need sleep for 22 days. It's going to be you, fine. You'll make it work. Don't worry. It's going it's it's to be great. It's fine. You're good. So you if just you actually... You just actually yeah. went to a convention. Um, what convention was that? That ASIN? Yeah, so I was at ASIN, which is uh, Anime Central. So it's like, so you just, you know, portmanteau it together into ASIN. But that one's been going on for, uh, Christ, a long-ass time. Uh, I found my badge from twenty four uh, from 2004 oh, when damn. I was going to the convention in 2014, which, hello, let me tell you, that ages you, like, immediately when you find that thing. You're like, holy crap, I've been doing this for 10 years, and I'm no better at it at all. So that was, uh, that was like, fucking ridiculous. But, yeah, I just got back from ASEN. I didn't really do anything magic there. That that one's one of the – it's got to be in, like, the top five, I think, 
for biggest, nobody quote me. I don't say facts. I say things that I think are probably true with like the full <laughs> knowledge that I'm probably talking out of my anus. But I'm pretty sure ASEN is in the top like five, like largest conventions. It probably cracked. It, it's between probably 30 and 25,000 people at this oh, point. Damn. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking huge. It's right outside O'Hare, which is the main uh, international, one of the big international airports in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's gigantor. It was cool. It was super fun. Um, I did some Persona 5 costumes with fr- some friends of mine, which was totally worth it. Um, not a huge Persona fan anymore. Played a bunch of Persona 3. Uh, I guess his best robot wife for like the four people who <laughs> listen to your podcast that probably understand what I'm talking about right now. I, I but, still haven't uh, played that game. I want to play. I keep hearing everything good about Persona 4 and 5. and um, I... I am officially that like that bitch who cosplayed from Persona Five. I haven't played Persona Five yet at all. Like I maybe <laughs> know four things about it. My friends are just like, "Be this thing," and I was like, "Okay," so I did. Uh, yeah. But it was awesome. It was super super fun. It's always fun to be in like a group of people. Like it. I mean, it's one thing to cosplay by yourself and walk around, and it's it's fun. But when you have like a whole group of five people, you get that really fun effect yeah. where somebody's like, "Oh man, this." Can- Character from Persona 5. God, I don't even remember our character names. I'm a fake geek girl. Oh my god, so bad. But, uh, yeah, you get one person with like, oh my god, this character, can I get a picture of you? And then you're like, yeah, you want me and my four friends. And you just watch, like, this whole group, like, converge, and their faces just, like, light. <laughs> They're just, like, so stoked. And you get to take all these, like, ridiculous pictures. It's super fun. And just generally, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to cons or even like GPs, anything like that. We can straight up uh, just ride that topic right into the next one. I wouldn't go to any of that stuff if I didn't get to hang out with super cool people and meet a bunch of community members. And that is like 100% what it's about for me. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, no, I, 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 no, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Um, it's, I just went to GP Dallas a few weeks ago and it was, um, it was quite insane. I did the um, spell singing event for channel fireball and all that, and um, I mean, I, I know my podcast isn't big by any means, and all that. And I thought I'd maybe meet one or two listeners um, that Friday. Holy shit! It was like an an assault of listener of people it's just so, coming up it's to me. So good, your people are people are like coming at you like, oh my god, I saw you from across the hallway. And I'm like, do you even know who I am? Why, why <laughs> like, it, it, I it's it's a very surreal. Them. It's it's very surreal. It's like it's crazy town. It's so good. Uh, it was it was hilarious in GP Seattle on Thursday. There was obviously with with the big GPS and stuff. It's a little bit slower on yeah. Thursdays just because a lot of people don't have off on Thursdays or they're not they're not flying in or they're not driving in yet or whatever. So spell singing was a little bit slower on Thursday. Still a hell of a lot of fun, but nobody quite knew what we were doing or what we why we were there. Yeah, uh, which was hilarious. Uh, and then they just like uh, the wonderful dudes at Channel Fireball just like gave me a box of like Rivals of Ixalan at that time, and they're they they're just here you go, uh, give these away, and uh, use them as motivation to get people to come and spell sing with you. And I was like, okay, which uh, my ass took that as hmm, I have packs. They're supposed to be motivation. People are walking past me and not paying any attention to not only like not only me, but like I mean Jimmy Wong is there, Aaron Forsyth is there. I mean people who people actually want to see, not just like my yeah, loud. Yeah. Like there's actually like good people back here. <laughs> and then so I'm just like looking at this box of it, boosters, looking at all the people walking by, and my brain just helpfully connects these two as spell slinging. Obviously you should be whipping these packs at people. So that's what I started doing as Nahiri on Thursday. I just started like literally slinging packs in people's faces slash everywhere else around them because I'm a horrible shot. <laughs> and then if they picked them up, I just told them that they had to play me for it. Otherwise, they were going to get 
cursed garbage in their pack. And I mean, it was right. Oh, Christmas, snap. So I, it's not, <laughs> it wasn't anything like super stellar, but it was no. super, super fun. And uh, they channel fireball, bless them, prayer hands emoji, actually uh, continues to invite me back to events after I literally assaulted their guests at their events. So obviously I did something right. That's hilarious. That's awesome, though. Yeah. We, um, it was just me and one other person. It was, um, this, um, this other female cosplayer, Andrea Garcia, she she's actually from Mexico City, and um, came out to. Did she do the braids? Did she do the braids cosplay? Yes. yes. Okay, I did. I did see pictures of that. Yeah, braids she, is on my list of to dos. Yeah, she she was she was a pretty good braids, and she was super nice, and we had a good time just hanging out and all that. And it's um, I really really wish I could go to GP Vegas, but it's my kid's birthday that weekend. So well, that's uh, probably that's probably the better choice. So. Oh yeah, for sure. We're we're gonna actually. If I say what we're gonna be doing, she may be listening to me because oh, I know she's that. not don't asleep. <laughs> um, tell her that you're gonna forget her birthday and make her super sad and play that whole. Like, oh sitcom. god, Ty- that tired ass sitcom trope out. Oh god, no, she'll just like get mad and break things. I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna do that. I, I I'm I'm terrible. I spoil her way too much. Well, that's so. probably that's probably okay. Yeah. I mean, she, she's good. She's a good girl, though. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, the only other ones I'm going to are GP Orlando and GP Atlanta this year. Um, unfortunately, got to miss Vegas. But you're going to Vegas. Um, I am going to Vegas. Do you know, can you spill what you're going to cosplay as or not yet? So, well, I'm working on New Joyra. So Nadine beat me to, beat me to the punch because she's amazing. Nissa Cosplay um, is just fantastic. She's crazy and super talented. She's working on... Uh, Shalai right now, uh, Voice of Plenty from Dominaria, which is crazy. I'm Ooh, so excited. You should I like all that card. Her. You should all follow her on Twitter and watch her progress because she posts progress pictures a lot more regularly than I do, and she's a lot more talented than I am, so definitely you should watch her if you're watching me because I'm a scrub compared to her. But uh, <laughs> I'm making I'm making the new Joyer costume, and then I have one more costume that I'm going to keep in the dark. I'm going to try to keep it a secret just because it'd be really fun mm. to show up with at least one new thing. Okay, uh, cool. But I will hint that it is a it's a pretty easy costume. Let's okay, three three hints. Um, <laughs> and if anybody like, please please at me if people have like ideas for this because that'd be hilarious. Uh, so three three hints. Uh, it's a pretty easy costume. The wig is almost done. And oh man, what's the third one? I didn't. I didn't. I I'm so well prepared for this podcast. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Um. So it's an easy costume. The wig is almost done. Um. And I. Is it a Dominaria person? It is not. It's not Dominaria. It's from an older set than Dominaria. So there we go. Let's let's call it that. Okay, older there, set than Dominaria. Go. Three hints, they're very obtuse, which is totally what I was going for. <laughs> it's from Kamigawa, isn't it? One hundred percent. Okay, sweet. It's um it's Ink Guys, isn't it's, it? It's no, it's it's Kami of the Moon. I'm gonna have the biggest Because <laughs> the costume's super easy. <laughs> are are you just bunny spirit snake? <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear one of those like children's like play tubes in white and just roll around on the ground. Oh man! Demand that people sacrifice moon folk to me. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be kind of terrifying, actually. Yeah. Like that's like, that's that's some kind of Guillermo del Toro rejected horror screenplay. I'm quite sure. Somewhere, yeah. Probably. It's um, it's it's sad that he didn't get to do the Hobbit movies. 
because I'd really be curious as Dude, to what his vision would have been. I still feel I still feel personally attacked. I think Guillermo del Toro is the greatest visionary director of our generation, and I will literally fight anybody who thinks otherwise at me on Twitter. I will fight you. I will <laughs> at me at Twitter, listeners to this wonderful podcast. If you don't think Guillermo del Toro is the best, well, you're wrong, and I will fight you. So there you go. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, God... Y- you know, I, I can't even argue with that because I'm not that deep into directors and my knowledge of movies is pretty weak. It's um, I'm at my knowledge of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit are vastly deep, if that counts I, for something. That's totally that's totally fair. Uh, the Hobbit's not really my jam. I'm more of like a character driven story kind of person. So Tolkien kind of puts my ass to sleep. But I definitely appreciate what he kind of did for the genre and just, like, the general, like, world building ethos of, like, the high fantasy community. So uh, straight up. Uh, right in Tolkien's wheelhouse in terms of that regard. I just don't yeah. want to yeah. read four pages about like the trees and well, these hey, things. He he that that is one of the best things that he does. He, granted, he's not that good at you know, ex, I guess action scenes or the characterization can be pretty weak. But he's extremely descriptive. You know, Heck, no, it's it's he, high quality stuff. It's just not my personal jam. So. Oh yeah, no, no, and I get that, and I feel like the older that those stories become it will be harder for more and more people to get into it because the way writing has changed over the years is vastly different and the way people consume content is vastly different when it comes to reading well yeah especially when i mean you look at stuff that's written in the 1950s like now and you're like oh this is super old it seems totally dated and weird and i mean we're really not that far off in terms of moving forward especially with how no, but culture has changed so Just, much yeah, since the, then, the, too. The big boom in the fantasy community, especially, too. I think I think part of the reason that Tolkien aged so well is there wasn't... There just wasn't that much media in this kind of high fantasy little, like, niche that the nerd community has, like, had, like, paired itself out into. And yeah, it was now, only really him and Narnia back then. Exactly. And now that there is, now that there's this huge, like, renaissance, which is great. I'm not decrying that at all. But since we have that, you can literally find your tiny little niche of, like, exactly what you want to read. I mean... Dragonlance. I, yeah, no, same. Uh, I, I love, love Dragonlance. Oh, my God, I love, I love Dragonlance. Uh, I want Margaret Weiss to adopt me. I've met her a few times. I got to Oh, have you're so lucky. I um, got to have a drink with Margaret Weiss, and it was the coolest thing that has maybe ever happened to me. Can I have life. your art, art, autograph now? Because I'm <laughs> oh extremely God. jealous. Oh, my God. No, it was, it was, so, it was so good. So I, I was at... I was at this little con, I was at this little con in Wisconsin and I sat down at the bar and I'm just like hanging out and I'm like okay I'm just gonna get like a cocktail and, and take yeah. it easy I finally got to like sit off my feet I was helping run um like some cosplay stuff and, and yeah. some other things and I just sit down and I just like hear from the side of me is this this like older woman and she sits down and orders this like rad drink Tracy her, Hickman like, wasn't with her and it's Margaret. No, it was just Margaret Weiss. And I just okay. turned around and I almost fell off. This bar also had swings instead of bar bar stools, which is okay. just a bad idea because drunk people aren't coordinated. Anyway. Oh no, on, not at all. On swings, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, I almost, so I almost fall off my shark bar swing tiki bar thing. Whatever. I am so jealous of you because <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> just finished um the tr- the War of Souls trilogy like a month ago. It was so good. Margaret Weiss is one of the most genuine, amazing human beings I've ever met. I highly recommend running in her, at, like, into her at a bar and having a super casual conversation. I think everybody should get that opportunity in life. Granted, not everybody's going to, but I would just like that's that's going on like my my top ten list. Yeah, a lot of things. 
And if you are anybody who's listening, if you are a fan of fantasy, um, and if you have not read Dragonlance, stop listening to this right now and go read the entirety of Dragonlance, all of it, every single every single book won't won't take you that long, and then come back and finish the podcast. Oh my god! A a friend of mine two years ago at Gen Con made a Tasselhoff cosplay. Oh man. And I was joking for the longest time that I was going to make Raceland because he's my favorite for sure. Uh, really? And I haven't yet because because magic. But uh, I it's still on my list. Still still in the back of my brain for I, the I, 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 I really like Raceland, but I'm almost a fan of Palin Majir, uh, Cameron's son. I, I totally I, I very much have this like I like this mage. You're a garbage human being and all your decisions are bad and I hate you. Let me love you. <laughs> um, that also explains why I have three Jace costumes. <laughs> um, what what was Raceland's like? Who was the only? It was that um Gully Dwarf that that one. What what was her name? The one oh. that the the only person he actually liked ever, and it was nice too. Um, yeah. you know oh, who I'm okay. talking about? The the little I, female Gully Dwarf. I do. I bet you have listeners who are probably like these freaking fake ass nerd people don't know who <laughs> Blank's name is. But I, it is it is. 100% escaping me. Oh, I know. I know, but it it has been so long and they're all like weird fantasy names in in the best in the best way. They're all weird. Oh yeah. Names, but I oh, cannot yeah. remember uh metric any of them right now. Yeah, th- that that would be a nice um uh cosplay couple to see Raceland and the female Gully Dwarf. N- pr- probably everyone would recognize Raceland, but everybody see the Gully Dwarf and be like, "Who's that?" I don't know if people <laughs> would even recognize Raceland so much just because there's not there's not a whole hell of a lot of like sanctioned official artwork. I mean, there there is. It exists. Yeah, and like, it, not, it's definitely not as popular. It is it like it was back in the '90s and the hell early 2000s. Yeah. Had you? I mean, I think had you been in Gen Con ten years ago, people would have been like stoked as hell. Oh yeah. And now I think it would be. I mean, people would still be excited. And you should never make a costume just because you want attention. You should make a costume yeah. because there there's so much work and effort and just like blood, sweat, and tears of making you know Captain Joyra in twenty days. That <laughs> you, you should you should never do it just because you want attention. I mean that's a great side effect of it, but you you have to have a personal connection in whether yeah. or not you whether or not you want to be that character. Like whether you want to put on the costume and like act like Joyra and make jokes about time water for six hours, which is what I'm planning on doing, or whether or not like you really enjoy the physical act of like making something and you want to like expand your skills and figure out the kind of unique way that you need to construct this thing from two dimensions into three dimensions Mm -hmm. or, or both. Maybe you, maybe you are both. I'm definitely more of the former. Uh, I have a little bit where every once in a while I'll find something and I'm just like, I think I can make this. I think I can make it really good. Uh, and that'll be great. But I'm, I'm much more of the, I can't wait till I get this whole thing on and I have this whole thing and I'm going to take nine billion selfies and uh, it's going to be amazing. So without those two things, that third, and I'm not even trying to discount that part because there, as I said earlier, there, there definitely is a part of cosplay where like when you get the costume on and somebody recognizes you and yeah. they're like, Oh my God, you're blank character. And you're like, I am blank character. Oh my God. And you both just like kind of like flail for a while and like freak out. And it's, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. I don't know. That's uh, that's one of my favorite things when I used to go to MegaCon a lot was um you know finding the not not the common cosplay because you'll see so many Batman's and so many of 
you know, Harley Quinn and Catwoman and all that. And then, you know, all the Halo and Deadpools and all that. It's like I look for the more unique cosplay where it may be a character that's not more well known because it's, you know, because someone spent their time making that, you know. Which is really cool. It's always fun, too, to see how even for in the examples of like the bigger, the more popular costumes, it's always fun to see how people interpret them. And not oh, even yeah, for sure. like somebody's like, oh, I'm Deadpool combo Harley Quinn, or I'm Harley Quinn in this outfit, or I'm Deadpool with this thing. But it's cool to see how people kind of, for those who do make their costumes, it's cool to see how they interpret the challenge of creating it. And then on the other side, for those who, which it's totally fine to like buy a costume. If you just really want to be Harley Quinn because you think she's rad, which I totally agree. I watched Batman the Animated Series. Harley and Ivy forever, best, like, Yes. Um, it's super, it's totally valid and totally legit to like buy your costume and just kind of have that, that experience of wearing it and putting on the costume and having the experience rather than having like the creation leading up to it. And it's still cool to see how people kind of interpret the character once they have the whole thing on. So it's, it's a totally different perspective. It's neat. Uh, it's really cool. <laughs> And I'm not knocking down, like, people who dress up like those characters or anything. It's just when you go to so many cons, you see the same costumes yep. over and over again. You're so just... when, you, when you do see that, that like, diamond in the pile of, like, rubies, you're like, oh, my gosh, this one oh, character yeah. from this thing I love from the 90s. Uh, which is usually what, what my perspective is. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> but. No, but um, so how long have you been cosplaying for? Too long. Too long. All right. Uh, I started my first costume. Oh my gosh, what was my first? My first costume. I shouldn't even be. I, I'm. I'll straight up say this. So, uh, in high school, I wanted to make a costume and go to this convention because my friends wanted me to go. So I did. It was like freshman year of college of of high school. I was like 14, and we did a Chobits group. Uh, so that was super good. I made this ridiculous black ball gown and my wig was like five and a half feet long and wigs weren't good at that point so it like eight people and things and like horrified small children but it was so <laughs> so much fun because we had that whole we had the whole group so we had um we had both like the original like chi from chobits and then we had like her older sister slash dark chi whatever spoilers oh my god i forgot about. all about chobits. for 20 years people spoiler alert um and then we had several other people who were all kind of cosplaying from uh, that that um, Japanese group of wonderful, artistic, horrible women because they've just wrecked several characters and things and still haven't finished X because... Ugh. But anyway, that's that's 90s I've, Sydney. I forgot that's, all about Chobits until yeah, just so now. Yeah, that so was, that was my first cosplay, like, way back in 2004, 2002. I probably still have that dress at least somewhere. I don't know where. I'm not planning on wearing it anytime soon. I wonder if I could still fit into it, actually. That would be, like, both horrifying and... <laughs> It'd be, like, satisfying, but also terrifying if I could still fit in that dress. But, okay. but yeah, I've uh, been more or less cosplaying ever since. When I was in college, I actually got involved with a group at the university that wanted to start up a local convention. So we did that and we ran that and it was wonderful and it was great. And it was so much work. I never want to do it again. <laughs> oh, but, man. So um, how long have you been playing magic then now? 
So I started kind of casually in high school. So that was around Lorwyn. Okay. Um, so I, I still have, definitely, I still have a love of the original Lorwyn, like, merfolk aesthetic and the fairies yeah. are some of my favorites. I think that's probably why I like blue so much, because those were kind of the cards that I liked playing at the time. Well, it Maybe, is the best color, too. Well, it's straight up, yeah, I agreed. It's, it's half of it, so it's very important. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess if I thought about it, I mean, this is entirely speculative, because I can't, like, go back in time and quite dissociate that that well but I think you know had I had I been playing first in Ravnica maybe like black and white Orzhov would be my favorite because I played those cards probably more than I did like is it and Simic yeah um but definitely uh definitely that particular aesthetic of the kind of very insectile fairies and the very like humanoid but just on the cusp kind of merfolk and fairies were, were part of what really got me into magic uh, and just, of course, it was such a, like, mythology-heavy set. Oh, it was a very, very fantasy set. Yeah, and and I am I was super, super into kind of the, like, Irish and, like, Gaelic mythology, too. So, I mean, uh-huh. that, like, just jammed straight in. It was like, it was like make a list of all things that 14-year-old Sydney likes. Okay, Lorwyn, here it goes. <laughs> we have it on a platter. Also, you can beat other people at it. Great, fine, in. Um, but I, I never, I didn't really get probably like truly into it i played off and on uh but never never well it was always just that kind of thing of like oh we're all in fucking study hall or whatever let's throw together all these cards and play you know whatever um i probably didn't get like truly into it until like the tail end of probably original zendikar i want to say which would have been which would have been in college for me okay um that's probably about when I wanted to get into it. And I remember being so, so thirsty for Dat Mind Sculptor and I never got it. And I oh, was that sucks. so furious. And now I have like, now I have like 10, so it's fine. But uh, Yo, 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 th- throw me a Mind Sculptor over here. I don't have one. <laughs> I can't just throw Mind Sculptors. Sure. Around. Sure you can. <laughs> I mean, I maybe have one that's like not in foil that's a little bit damaged, I guess. <laughs> no, I didn't play during Zendikar. Um, I was definitely, I started in Urza's and then, you know, played on and off since then. And Zendikar happened to be one of the sets I wasn't playing during the time. And so I got to miss out on that good old uh, Mind Sculptor goodness. Yeah, Mind Sculptor and, uh, I mean, original Stoneforge Mystic, too, was one card that I, I did actually get. I did actually get. Stoneforge Mystic originally when I was playing, which was super, super fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which is part part of the reason why when they brought Nahiri back in the Commander product first, I was like, I'm making this costume right now, done, down, let's go. Um, and then when she came back in Shadows Over Innistrad, I was just, like, beyond stoked, and I like to make many jokes about how I'm just gonna, like, to the window, to the wall with Soren. Um, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I, I, I started playing regularly, like in stores during RTR because I okay. liked the original Ravnica set. And then when they went back to Ravnica, I was like, oh man. So we played uh, a little bit in Innistrad, which I'm a little bit sad about because I didn't quite have the like draft like appreciation to like yeah. understand how good original Innistrad was. I, like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm like, hey, look at these flip cards. Like, they turn into werewolves and stuff. That's that's really cool. But I, I didn't have any kind of thing to compare it to previously. Because we never really drafted. Like, we were in 
like college slash high school, so we didn't have money to draft. And then once, we yeah, you just played with round, whatever you had, right? We just played with whatever we had, whatever, however many merfolks and like you know, however, how many times I could try to mill with Una, I would just jam it a deck. <laughs> but we finally got to play, and then in. Return to Ravnica, I remember going to my first pre-release and being so excited that I could pick a guild when I went to the pre-release, right? And so I picked Is it naturally, because even, you know, 11 years ago or however, God, fuck, however long it was, uh, I was like, yeah, no, straight up, uh, Niv is my homeboy, like, this is my guild, this is where I belong, these are my people, and I went, <laughs> and it was just horrid, it was so bad. But I did you have through. fun, though? I did. I, I like like I like I did, but I one, I pulled two Vraskas, so I need to I need to preface that. Like I pulled two Vraskas. That's not and, bad at all. No, it's not. And at that point she was she was quite pricey when uh the set just came out. So I turned one over immediately and basically like bought into my next pre release almost immediately, which is good. Um yeah. because uh the I actually had not a great experience. I had a few people who were super, super nice about it and I had a few people who were definitely not so nice, and I got a lot of that, like, ha-ha, look at, like, the new girl just showed up, and she can't play Magic, and I was just like, I am so mad. I am so, like, fucking furious, and I am, like, not a nice person to people who aren't nice to me. I go, I, I tilt, not even necessarily Wait, 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 wait. Say, that, say that again? You're not a nice person to people who are nice to you or not nice? Not nice to me. Oh, yeah, okay, no, okay. It sounded like you said you are nice <laughs> okay. to you. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, maybe I did. If I if I said that, I misspoke. People who oh, are going to no, probably okay. end with this later. But I did. I had one of those like really shitty experiences, which I'm sure a lot of like ladies in magic, or you know, non-binary people, or people who don't fit yeah. the norm of like the general magic player even yeah. like even people like walking off the street who generally like don't go to their LGS on Fridays and stuff there there is a real barrier there like if you don't know what you're doing you don't have kind of a a friend group to go and help you out and kind of be there for you especially during that that initial kind of I'm going to dive into this and make all these bad life decisions and spend all this money you, you kind of need people there to help you out oh yeah so and luckily, you go up against the store regulars which right, is... exactly, and and they don't really have there. There's always, and I I don't mean to necessarily belittle like store regulars always, because there's always a few people there who are so nice and all oh, yeah. they want to do. They're so stoked to see you there. They're so stoked to see like fresh blood in, or sorry, like a fresh <laughs> face, not like ooh fresh blood. Be like, oh, no, no, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, because exactly. you you get you you want to play against new people and keep them at that store yeah, too because. People and those those people need a goddamn medal because that's exactly who I met at this store. So there were like three or four people who were just just straight up like inverted like prolapse rectums. Like they were not nice human beings. Oh, I know like, exactly the kind of people you're talking was, about. There was like two people who were so nice. They were so nice to me, and they even looked through my deck and they're like, "Wow, you you actually didn't really have." Many of, like, okay, you maybe could have done this, and you maybe your land curve was maybe a little bit off. This is yeah. kind of how this, they said things like, this is how this format works, and you should have anticipated it being a little bit more aggressive or a little bit more slower or whatever. Whatever I didn't know when I was, you know, building my 60 card, how many times can I go off with Una decks in high school? But <laughs> they were so nice, and they weren't, like, jackasses about it, and they were they were so, like, free with their advice in a way that didn't make it seem like, you should have just known better. It's it's kind of 
and it's it's really hard. It's really hard to be that person to try to give advice but not be like a jackass about it. Like it's like, oh well, this is how I would have done it, and I'm better than you, so here you go. Well, no, but, it, it's very easy to give advice and not be a jackass. It's called people skills. Well, that's but that's very hard for some people. I know, I know, but so, it's it's. Now, I I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about because my wife had to go through the same thing, and unfortunately, she doesn't come and play magic with me at stores anymore because of that shit. So. Oh, that's super shitty. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, because I had these two guys and I I had the Vraskas, so I basically bought in the next pre-release. And these guys like, kind of were like, not not even pressuring me, but kind of supporting me to make the choice of like coming back and like doing this yeah. thing again. And at that point too, I'm like, I'm a stubborn jackass. So I was like, whatever, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go four and zero in the next one. And they're like. Okay, maybe try going like two and two. But I was like, no, I'm going four and zero. I'm going to do so good. I'm going to like read up on all the cards. At that point, I didn't even know that you could like read the cards like before you went to a pre-release. I didn't know that they were out. I thought that when the set got spoiled, <laughs> people got fired, like because it was like supposed to be. <laughs> so, so I went and I like I listened to all the podcasts and I read all the things. I read all the cards for Return to Ravnica, and I went back in and I played and I went three and. Uh, draw, but you know what? It was very close. It was real close, and then everybody like took me out for like burgers at the George Brothers or something last like last time. And I've been like a super crazy fan ever since. And you you really just have to have that like initial kind of support network to oh yeah to get you into it because it it is a game, and part of the reason why Magic is so good is because it is this super skill intensive game, and it, it it's so good. It is quite like nothing else mm-hmm. in the way that. All of your decisions, almost all of your decisions, matter, which feels so good. Because if it was, if we wanted to play a simple game that was a hell of a lot easier to play, we'd all play Hearthstone, and we don't. So, but because of that, you really need, I, I really, the, the gathering part of Magic is so important because you need to have those dudes or those ladies or those people dressed in dragon costumes to like help you out and just be like yeah so that game was bad but how about we go play some EDH or yeah, whatever and to make you feel better about you make, how bad uh, you just did in your match you make so much sense because that is my favorite part of magic is getting to play with my friends or with other people because it's it's true because I, I, I do play magic online but I definitely do not have as much fun playing magic online unless I'm playing with a buddy or you, you know, because it, you're you're just not playing with, you're not interacting with people face to face, you know. Well, and I, I mean, I don't play Magic online at all. I again, my my computer's kind of it's it's good. It's lasted a long time, so I I can't, <laughs> I, I can't shit talk my computer. But what I'm really after is that community experience. Yeah. And I I'm really not a huge fan of the the just the general software on MTGO. I have played a decent amount of Arena though, so. That's pretty sweet. I cracked like a scrab god right away in my one of my first like three boosters, so that was that was a pretty easy way to get me to play arena. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm excited about arena just for the drafting part. Five dollar drafts, I'm all over that. Well, and I I think people I think people are a little bit harder on arena than they maybe should be because I I think despite the fact that Wizards has gone on record saying several times that arena isn't there to replace. MTGO. Yeah. I I think like they're they're trying to do with Arena kind of what Hearthstone has, which I think everybody kind of understands, but you you can have both people. Like we're trying to get the Hearthstone people in here and the gateway is and like Arena. The gateway is Arena. Yeah. It's just 
it's just marijuana. We're trying to get them on heroin. <laughs> oh God! No, and scary. and you you make I perfect sh- sense with that because, and people also tend to forget we're still in beta. All right, things oh, can and will change. Well, and especially too in like uh, the the professor's video where he's very very critical about arena, but I think he brings up a lot of good points. One of I I do I really really enjoy his videos. Not to mention he's like a great human being, but. He makes a very good point in that the software is, like, A-plus stellar. They did such a good job developing the software. So, potentially, they have this tool that they can later use to whatever. They can they can use it for later. But as of now, we have this flashy kind of thing with, like, animations and voiceovers and things that are going to attract people who otherwise wouldn't understand why magic like when you're trying to explain to somebody that magic is like the best game of chess and poker together that you've ever played against another yeah. person which is kind of a hard selling point cuz somebody's like that thing sounds way too amazing that can't exist and you're like no but it does though you just have to pay all this, <laughs> all this money up front to play it uh but arena i think really kind of bridges that gap and that's very important and i think that's kind of what it's it's a similar reason you saw it kind of to a lesser degree when they announced the new brawl prop when they announced the new brawl format and people were like it's replacing commander i can't believe it commander's perfect why would you ever replace it and it's like who said they were replacing commander guys calm down yeah and, and let's say they stopped supporting commander officially who, who no one would stop playing it though well I mean, they, they never they never would i mean no I, no i know it's, it's too much of a cash cow always. Yeah, they don't always like money, but they don't hate money. <laughs> That's uh, pretty, that, that should be their slogan. We don't always like money. But, or wait, no, what, what was it again? Uh, we don't always like money, but we sure as hell don't hate it, maybe. Let's go with that. Okay, Back yeah. I, I, I like that. That'd be, but, that'd be a slogan of my company. There you go. <laughs> so I, I just think it's I think it's very silly. And it part of it is because, I mean, Magic players... We, like love to both one we love to hate ourselves we love to hate watsy there's a reason that we rhyme it with nazi if they were a great if they were a great company that we loved 100 percent of the time we wouldn't rhyme their name with nazi just saying it right now <laughs> we would rhyme their name with something else but instead we use watsy and i think that's pretty telling just in terms of the the anthropologist in me is like well you know these things uh so there's that. And then we also, we, we absolutely just love to hate this thing that we love so much because it's part, it's a huge part of this, this community that we built for ourselves. I think a lot of us, especially for people who don't really get a lot of social interaction outside of this game, which there are a lot, whether it's because you're in an isolated place and the people that you play with on MTGO or speak about on Twitter or whatever, whether they are just the only people that you can get a hold of regularly and that you have this kind of like nerd side of yourself with, or there are people who just don't have the social skills to kind of interact outside of something where you automatically have that shared ground. I know plenty of people who I've met who I know for like, I they're still great friends of mine, but they have horrid social skills. Every once in a while we'll be out in like a regular bar with regular people. And I'll be like, well, (laughs) maybe just hold my hand. And that's not to say they're not nice people. They just, for whatever reason, whether it's something, anything, they're great people and they just need like a stepping stone. They need some way to get to 
they, they need to have a connection with people that isn't just being able to spontaneously start up a conversation with people, which I totally, I mean, personally, I don't understand. If I'm sitting in a bar somewhere, I will talk to anybody, but that's, that's me. I'm a, well, border no, collie no. A, I'm a border collie of a human being. I like uh, food and Frisbees and children when they don't smell bad. So, <laughs> but for a lot of people, it's, it's very scary and really it intimidating is. to go out there and talk to people. So I think having a, a game that specifically fosters a social aspect of having like that local game store experience is so important. And I would love to see people put more of an emphasis on that. Um, that would be super great, I think, because well, I've met some amazing people there, and I would like to continue meeting more of them. Well, I mean, well, what can Watsy really do to enforce that more to stores? Because, I mean, uh, since all the stores are independently owned, I mean, what more can they do, honestly? I think it's – and I definitely have never worked at a game store, and I don't work for Watsy. So, prefacing all of that there. Okay. From what – Little I have come to understand. I I don't think they're making it necessarily easy. Um, I think a lot of the things that they have, a lot of the new products and a lot of the new um, kind of formats, like the fact that they're doing like the league stuff now and kind of really promoting that is is yeah. awesome. Because I think the leagues really get people in the in the mindset of let's go to the game store and let's go there every week. And let's kind of play in this mode of, like, we have, you know, five or ten or twelve human beings, and we're all going to show up every time, and we're going to be the same people, we're going to trade intermittently, yeah. but we're also going to be playing against each other. And that's really cool, because that kind of fosters that little community. But I think that, I and maybe, like, I'm not necessarily sure if I know, but, I, I mean, even just giving some more financial incentive for events that aren't necessarily designed like directly to sell products. So it's not necessarily like a booster draft where everybody's going to open three booster packs over the course. You need more events that's like, do you want to come learn how to play Magic? Here you go. We have this many extra judges or this many extra, even people from the community who you could have like volunteer to come in and be like, Sydney, would you come in for four hours and teach people how to play Magic on a Sunday? if Wizards gave you, like, a bonus or something at your LGS. I'd be like, hell yeah, I would. I mean, I would do it anyway. But some kind of thing to kind of foster more... Because it, it, it is so difficult for somebody to walk into a game store, see people playing in the back room, and be like, oh, I can do that tomorrow. It's like, no, no, you can't. Nobody thinks that. Yeah. Like, you need you need that friend to be like, oh, no, I know these people. Here, come and sit down with us and play. And it's great when an LGS has that person. And I know plenty of LGS yeah. who have wonderful people who do that. And, but, but, that uh, but that's all dependent on the LGS, though. I don't feel like Watsy can really do that because that would cost way too much money for them I'm to try even, to do that. I'm not even thinking that they necessarily need to do anything that costs money. But there's there's got to be, and I, maybe somebody in an LGS who, you know, can go off the record and, like, totally write me. Feel free to call me out if I'm 100% <laughs> wrong about this. Because I... I Legit could very well be 100% wrong. But I, you you really need to just get, just get asses in seats and, and keep them there in a way that... So, but but that but that goes back to business here. Is that up to Watsy or is that up to the business owner of the LGS? That That's more up to the business owner at that point. Because they, yeah. they need to provide a place to play that is nice and family-friendly and, you know, not a piece-of-crap store like, you know, so, we've all been to. 
Totally. And but at some point, like the the people who are going to be making money at the end of the day on this are Watsy, because like if you have more people playing the game, there's going to be more product sold. Which sure, yeah. like trickles down to the LGS on some level. I get it. But there's there's got to be some kind of happy medium where you could have some kind of promotional thing or there. Mm, yeah. No, well, I no, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. It's just Watsy already does a lot of promotional stuff for stores, though. What they can do is possibly try to implement, you know, stricter, you know, code of conducts, maybe. But code of conducts rely on people reporting the store whether or not they're doing those code of conducts. And I mean, what are they going to do? Send, you know, secret Watsy infiltrators at random stores and <laughs> make sure. I mean, one, that costs even more money to do that, too, because oh, yeah. you're having to send employees or, or 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 they could do like secret shopper type things where that where Watsy reaches out to you. And it's like, hey, if you go to these 10 stores, you know, make sure they're, you know, not pieces of shit or whatever. Or I mean, even just having some kind of there there's certain things that where it, it, it's 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 tough it, it's very what tough if, because it's watsy only has so much power over local game stores i mean yeah. the the, the mean, worst they can do to a local game store is revoke their wpn status right precisely yep i mean what if it was the kind of thing where there would be more in in addition to obviously like sure there's there's fm promos and all that but what if if there was a I mean discounted kind of like box event where like if you were hosting once a week you were hosting a like come try magic out for free something or other and well, that was that was like a, like a publicized thing that was done on on kind of a higher level well a, a discounted box event i don't know if that would even fly because basically what happens is when stores are bought you know getting sealed product yep. is they're not buying it from watsy they're buying it from distributors yeah and the the distributors already got it from watsy paid watsy the money and the distributors are making their money by selling it to the stores yeah so, so Watsy would have to think about the distributors too at that point. But no, I, I completely get where you're coming from. I think you know what I honestly think Watsy should do more of to reward stores and and that would make stores more apt to do whatever kind of marketing promotion. There there was a game store that I had that was about forty five minutes away from me. The best game store I've ever been to. Like F and M's would pop up and there would be eighty people at an F and M and all that and and eventually what killed it was because of, um, you know, there there was issues with the store owner just not making enough money and the rent was getting raised up where he was at and all that. So it, it had nothing to do with um, the, the community aspect of the store. But I, there were so many times I went to that store and I sent and I know other people sent so much good um, reviews to that store to Wizards of the Coast themselves and Watsy never did anything about it. Why not reward that store for getting, you know, X amount of good reviews or something and be like, hey, you know, because you did so well this past quarter, you know, we'll give your store some sort of special status or something like that. And and that that would that would be fantastic. And I mean I can kind of see that going south just because if there are people who would abuse it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, or or people who have a personal vendetta against a store owner because, you know, say that person was being yeah. super belligerent and kicked them out, and then that person's like, well, I'm going to make 90 sock puppet accounts and send Watsy a bunch yep. of things. 
Yeah. But no, I I know, but it, it's such a it's it's a it hard is, thing to balance. It's this very weird little rock in a hard place kind of situation, and I don't think anybody has the answer. Which is yeah, because you, you know very honestly much how this kind of situation goes. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I'm a male, so I don't experience the same kind of things that you know females and other people would experience when it comes to game stores. But I've been to plenty of game stores that are you literally walk in and it's smelly and gross, and there's a bunch of people there who obviously didn't shower or anything, and you're just like, okay, I'm out, I'm never coming yeah. here again. See, but I, but I don't but, feel like that's 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 even relevant to your gender because if you just walk oh, in, and yeah, bed, you're not gonna want to be there regardless. Well, but, well. Well, no, but, but I mean, no, but, um, so what I, so my point being is I, the, all the times that I've been playing magic, I usually have better times when I'm at bigger events, such as PPTQs or IQs or GPs and relatively people are usually most of the time nicer at those bigger events than say, if you go to a local game store. Yeah. And I, I think that's where Watsi has definitely shined in the past years is they've made, they have done, I mean, well, actually it should be more channel fireball has done a terrific job at making GPs a much better experience as well. Well, I'm very, I'm very biased because channel fireball, you know, likes to be like, Hey, Sydney, please come to our event and like, you know, throw past the product. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if there's somebody who can speak to the star city events. I just haven't been to any of them because they happen to always be like, whenever there's a convenient star city game, Star City event to that's a little bit of a mouthful. Star City event to go to. It's always a weekend of another con or yeah. a channel event. I would love to go to one at some point. And I feel bad because people on Twitter keep asking me like, "Are you going to go yeah, to the Star City the, event?" They're they're, 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 they're good events. Be- they're um they're not as big as GPs or anything like that, but they're um they're they're just as good. And they they run they run a um I will say this about Star City games they they are. And not to downplay Channel Fireball, but if I had to compare the two, Star City Games is more organized in terms of the um, tournament structure than Channel Fireball is. Gotcha. I will say on Devil's Advocate-wise, is that just because the Channel Fireball events are bigger? Well, no, I think it's because Channel Fireball hasn't been running as many tournaments as Star City has. Sure. Okay. So they're just kind of like still trying to kind of get some feet wet in some yeah. regard. Yeah, because, I mean, Channel Fireball has ran, you know, GPs for, you know, a while now. But but this is, like, the first time ever that they, you know, controlled all the GPs. Yep, you know, because before they only mainly ran the GPs that were on the West Coast and, yep. and maybe some in the Middle Coast. But now, now they run everything. So it's a much bigger operation for them. So I get that. I understand. And Star City isn't as big an operation, but they do run a more organized ship. And comparatively they're not as big so sure i get you yeah but But yeah i guess going back to the you know the whole making stores better i mean i don't know i i feel like in in my eyes i feel like it's more up to the game stores than it is for watsi i i think i think there's definitely a part to be played obviously in both but yeah Obviously, I don't have the game source perspective or Watsi's perspective, but man, there's just got to be a way to there. There's got to be a better way to facilitate the not not even intentional gatekeeping, but the barriers to entry, unintentional or otherwise. There's got to be a better way to break those down from both the store level and from Watsi's level up top. I mean, even if even if there was more of an effort to put out kind of videos about this is how 
and I, there there are community members who are doing this, which is fantastic. Yeah. But there should be more accessible like ways for somebody to be trying to find like how how do I draft? What's drafting? I I don't know. How do I Google how to draft? Seriously. Yeah, I, it's um. I, I do agree with that. Like, if you go to their website and try to find out, I mean, you find out what draft I mean, is and all I mean, that, but it's hard to find. It's it's very hard, and especially to okay. There's ways to figure out how to draft, but yeah. if you're trying to read that with no knowledge going in, if you are a blank slate of magic knowledge, and you go and you just see a thing that says standard GP, and it says like Paris Mulligan, and you're like, okay, I'm done. <clears throat> I'm gonna go play. <laughs> like, you have no idea what that means. And that's the kind of thing I think maybe that could be the direction from the top down. Yeah, and I'm not they're... even saying that, that Watsy necessarily has to even do it themselves because they love like outsourcing and getting people to do it for free, which is fine, whatever. Get community members to do it. But then, you know, ask Megan and Maria from MTA to do a how to draft video and slap it right on your right on your homepage. Be and like, keep it there too. Don't 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 Here's just a video by the yeah. professor. Here's a video by yeah. MTA. Here's a video. Do you all learn how to play Commander? Here's Jimmy and Josh from the command zone teaching you how to play commander and they're right on the website. That yeah. And don't means, take it down off the website. That's one of the things they like to do is they'll yeah, put no, something up on the homepage and then take it down a week later. Yeah. Don't, don't put it up as an article, put it up as a, <laughs> that has a like a concrete place somewhere on the internet for you to find. I think that would be the best thing that could be done from like the top down perspective, just because D- definitely uh, from a marketing perspective. Yes. I mean, again, we don't, we don't hate money, but we don't, you know, or sorry, we don't always like money, but we sure as hell don't hate it. But like, we don't always like it. Like, and <laughs> there's, prob- there's probably a lawyer somewhere who can explain why I am talking out of my asshole and have no idea what I'm doing because I'm hanging out, probably nice and cool, like eating mac and cheese in my house in a, like a comfy chair. So I'm sure somebody can tell me <laughs> that my armchair game theory doesn't mean a thing. But that's kind of my perspective of it. Is there YouTube is such a great resource and i'm not even sorry the the internet of the of internet and kind of videos yes. and stuff. I, I hesitate to even say youtube because youtube is making some really strange choices lately oh yeah oh yeah I, I heard about the change they're making today it's like what the hell yep. what are you do you not want people to see things that they want to see okay well then well, well no i i else. I mean, that's a whole another podcast in itself, but I think a lot of it has to do with advertisers. They they want to just advertise the clean, family-friendly people who yeah. are already making them millions of dollars, not well, the small then, people. Well, even then, like, met, like, again, all the people that I mentioned, like Jimmy and Josh, Megan and Maria, Prof, they don't, I mean, okay, Prof occasionally makes a video where he is, like, inflammatory towards Watsi, but he's not, like, showing boobs and talking about, like drinking all the time he does something. but but, but the prop the prof is relatively small in youtube terms though yes he- yeah for sure for sure so but uh, it, no i i no I, it, I, it's it's frustrating it's I, I don't i don't understand there's probably some mastermind at google who's telling me you know they're they're run by an algorithm at this point they're soon to ascend to skynet but there's probably <laughs> a computer program ai skynet who can tell me exactly why YouTube is doing what they're doing because of their Google Hive Mind Master Lords. But I don't understand why, if I subscribe to Frost videos, they can't actually tell me that he posted a new one. Like, why? I don't, I, I've got the feeling that YouTube is trying to really almost change themselves to sort of be like a like Amazon. Like a mainstream TV channel? Well, what, yeah, like that, like an Amazon Prime slash Netflix slash Hulu type thing, especially with the way they're pushing YouTube Red so hardcore lately. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't be surprised, say, five years down the line where they're just like, um, we're not going to accept user-created content anymore unless you're a part of the special in-crowd will accept it. But at some point, though, I can't understand why they wouldn't... Once again, it's that, like, we don't hate money, but, like, we sure what I, I keep forgetting my own bumper. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and and listen to the first time because it was perfect. Somebody's gonna have to have a counter of how many times we've like fuck up our own saying, but it's it's just it's insane because at some point you have to realize that when users are posting things, that's like free ass content for you. You are I know, not but but somebody. But all those small channels don't make them money though, and it's just taking up bandwidth and server what? space. At some level, though, you have to bank on the fact that one of those small channels is going to make it. I mean, I well, guess the, 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 as it goes on, is crunching those numbers and seeing that that's yeah. not happening anymore. Since we yeah, because as time goes on, it gets harder cool. and harder and harder to you know sure. get bigger. You I know. Guess, I mean, I, I mean, guess. Do we hold out hope that somebody comes out and makes something new again, like YouTube from the ground up again? I mean, is that are we just going to keep bouncing from like new site to new site to new site that keeps allowing like new people to come in until the like you know so YouTube two so, so YouTube the second, which won't be called YouTube the second, but something, you know, fine. YouTube the second comes <laughs> in, but the smaller creator moves to YouTube the second until four people from YouTube the second because become Logan Paul the third. Oh, and God, then dear God, YouTube, no, please no. YouTube the second red, and then we just, like, propagate kind of ad nauseum. Yeah, until- I mean... Look, look, look at social media. How many people were on MySpace? Or before MySpace was Friendster. How many people were on Friendster? Or facethejury.com. Damn, I'm aging myself right now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, dude, yeah. Slow down. <laughs> um, it's a, look, look, just You're social media is a... salon after a while. I know, right? How many people were on ICQ? Remember that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um... So, but yeah, I mean, it's just like social media. Eventually, Facebook and Twitter are gonna die, and then we're gonna go on to the next social media. I mean, r- eventually, Reddit is gonna die because Reddit replaced Dig, and Reddit's gonna die, and everybody's just gonna meander somewhere else. YouTube's gonna eventually die one day if it stops user created content, which it's almost. See, I'm not saying it's gonna happen anytime soon, but I wouldn't be surprised if they stopped. There's a slow decline that way, sure. Yeah, I mean. Shit, look at content creation in general. I mean, shit, I mean, with with everybody, with the internet getting bigger and bigger as it is every day, content creation itself is getting harder to break into. I mean, just with any anything, you know? I mean... I feel like there's a weird kind of inverse relationship there because on some regard, like, in some regard, the barriers to entry in terms of, like, the, the technical side of it, so, like, getting a decent microphone, getting a decent camera, getting a decent internet hookup is getting so much easier from the technical oh yeah yep because that's getting so much more so much cheaper and so much more accessible but you're right to your point it's getting harder and harder on the back end to get that stuff up and to get people to see it because of suppression algorithms on facebook and twitter and youtube and uh, oh yeah i mean just in podcasting it's um and it's 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 a it can be very exhausting because, okay, I release one show a week, right? But 
j- just like the professor put out a tweet, you know, he he works like seven days a week pretty much, and he he does really high quality videos. Here I do, I just record in front of a microphone and ramble on for about an hour, and then you know hopefully I get some downloads, but even then it's still a lot of work for marketing and then coming up with ideas and scheduling shows like to get interviews such as yourself and, or what am I going to talk about when I'm a solo episode as well too? You know, it's, it's, it's exhausting. And then there's very little reward for it too, but you know, and, and what's also what a lot of people don't also understand is there's a lot of luck involved in content creation. You can, you can put your nose to the grindstone for, 10 years and never no one will ever know you exist but you know someone new will come along and three months later they're the biggest you know magic content creator ever you know what i mean 100 percent. i mean even to a much lesser extent that's kind of how it is in in cosplaying too if, if the right pe- person sees your costume great awesome and you have kind of like a decent personality and make dumb jokes on Twitter, suddenly <laughs> sudden, suddenly people think you're like a community personality, which is still like mind-boggling that people are like, no, you're a content creator. I'm like, I make dumb faces and put wigs on, but okay. Yeah, um, no, I know what you mean. I, I make podcasts where I whereas, ramble on about a, whereas a card I could, game. I could name you 10 cosplayers who are so much more talented than me who get half the views that I do. Yeah, and it's crazy. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like for and YouTube, that's not a it, of trying on their part. That's just because they yeah. didn't know the right people or go to the right event or get their picture tagged with the right thing and shared by the right yep. dude. Yep. And yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people think it's just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. You're right. It's definitely who you know, and it is luck. And then people somehow look up to you, and you're just like, I, I don't know what advice to give you. Just keep trying, keep going. That's <laughs> Worst you know. thing. Just people are like, how do I do your stuff? And I'm like, go to college, kids. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know what you mean. It's um, because I, I just I just had my second preview card from Wizards uh, for Battle Bond. And people are asking me like, oh, it's so cool. You got a preview card. How'd you get it? I'm like, I, they, I just asked and they gave it to me. <laughs> I slammed my head against the keyboard for a while and suddenly I got a card. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's it, it and a lot of it. What I, I think a lot of people are afraid of is like we talked about earlier, afraid to go in and talking to people. It's, you know, Channel Fireball didn't come to me for spell slinging for GP Dallas. I went and went to them. I'm like, hey, you know, do you get can I, you know, come spell sling? You know, I mean, it wasn't exactly like that, but, you know, I well, reached out to them. And, and part of it is people people are really afraid to ask for both yeah. what they want and for what they're worth. And yeah, I think it's it, you are exact 100% correct. And that's what I tell because I, I, I'm a manager at my day job. Right. So when I interview people and, you know, they're, they may not be happy about, I don't know, the salary I'm offering or whatever. It's like, well, tell me, show me what you're worth then. You yeah. know, worst case scenario, I'm going to say no. Yeah. And but that, we're still going to have the conversation about it. And I'm going to know that, OK, this person wants this. Maybe let's see. Let let me actually like put my focus on them and see, are they working towards that? Yeah, like, exactly. I think now that we know where we're at with each other. Exactly. So like the preview card thing, I was asking Watsy for over a year for a pre- preview card got ignored completely. But did that stop me? No, I, I kept on asking over and over and over again until they finally gave me one for Dominaria. Persistence is a son of a bitch, man. It, it is. It's, it's I, and got to play the game. Exactly. And it's same with spell slinging. It's like I was asking. Well, actually, no, I just asked Channel Fireball once. So that wasn't really persistence. The dudes from Channel Fireball <laughs> are like the nicest guys, though. I will. Yeah, say. they they really are. It's um. They're they're it, super sweethearts. 
Out of all the three big companies that I like to say, like Card Kingdom, Channel Fireball, and Star City, they're the only ones who actually like respond to me, like when I try to reach out to them. And, I can't speak anybody and, else. I've never, I've never spoken to anybody else. Although we did play a really fun game of Commander at Card Kingdom after uh, GP Seattle, but that's like the most experience I've had with Card Kingdom. Yeah, um, and and, I, and I'm not knocking down the other two, and I don't mean they never respond or anything. I just mean that they're the ones who actually talk to me, you know. Sure. And not just some generated message or whatever like that. So it's um I, I really have to give it props. I know it sounds like uh we're on Channel Fireball's payroll, which by the way, how much are you getting paid for this interview right now from Channel Fireball? I, I'm getting my check tomorrow, so. Oh, I, I guess I'm gonna have to talk to them because I don't know anything. So maybe I'm getting like a cocktail budget at GPC at GP Vegas. Oh, maybe, maybe. Channel Fireball, no. hearing this, I would love a cocktail budget for GP. <laughs> oh man. But. yeah no but um yeah it's um i don't know but like you said it's really going out there and showing what you're worth and persistence and you know just the biggest thing is not giving up it's so easy well, to get a, give up when you're just starting content creation the stream basically like definitely goes both ways because you have to be able to say this is what i'm worth and then if they say all right well we can't do that for you now but we'll keep you in mind. You then have to show them what you're worth. You have to yeah. move up to like what you just said you 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 were gonna do. So you have to be like, hey, I want to do this thing, and they're like, mm, sorry, can't, whatever. Yeah. Uh, then you have to do it, even if they say that they can't help you. Then they might be able to help you later. So it kind of sucks working for free for a little while, but you gotta advertise yourself. So it's how it is. Oh yeah, and, and that's that's probably the most exhausting part of it is just keeping up with the day to day. Yeah. You know, marketing yourself, getting out there, staying with the community. and on, yeah. on the plus side, though, I will say, other than a few very bad apples, the Magic community is fucking awesome. Just the the general response that I get from, you know, posting pictures of mac and cheese that I made on Twitter <laughs> and just posting dumb selfies and all that kind of thing. I met so many good people, and some of which I haven't even met, but I just, like, consider them my friends because we talk on Twitter. Um, yeah. But it's, it's great. It's just such a – it's – really really like heartwarming and every once in a while i just have to step back and you know somebody at work will ask me because uh, I, I work in a lab so i have a, a decent amount of downtime while you know fluids boil yeah. and small quantities of liquid from one to the other but <laughs> i um i i get to check in uh, relatively frequently just if i you know if i have the time and i i I'll, i can't tell you how many times it happens that i will be in the lab doing like serious science business work and i will just start breaking out laughing i will just fall over just convulsing in in giggles and i'll have to explain myself not i mean not entirely explain myself but yeah do do a decent amount of no i'm not having a seizure somebody just said something funny on the internet and every once in a while you have to go a little bit deeper and sort of kind of explain it and then you just sound like an yeah. absolute you sound a little bit insane because you're trying to explain why oh, the no, I know what you mean. spoiler is so cool in the middle of you know doing a titration and it's a little bit oh different. let's let's talk about battle bond real quick um what so are your thoughts okay i i don't i don't know if you saw my tweet but i i tweeted earlier today saying at first i when battle bond was first announced i did not give two craps about it i was like oh a two-headed giant set meh boring whatever you know because i was still on that I dominaria agree. high and everything um sure, sure. i completely agree. uh the and, dominaria hype is real i'm still on the dominaria hype train oh but so, so I am i I was even excited about when we heard that it was gonna gonna be a two headed giant format just even before Dominaria 
kind of started right through the spoiler train. Yeah. It was really fun to hear that they were going to do something kind of with where where the format kind of mandated some of the cards in the way that like conspiracy did where yeah. you kind of had this draft format that had these strange draft peculiarities and that was all part of the holistic kind of experience and so i was really excited about that because i enjoyed both the uh both the conspiracy sets that we saw and so i was already pretty excited gavin tends to do a pretty good job when he's he, working he on does stuff and tends to knock those things pretty far out of the park at least get you know three dudes on base or whatever yeah it's um but yet the spoilers have started rolling through i mean i can't believe some of the reprints that we're seeing i just about i was trying to justify again to my coworkers why the (laughs) reprint of land tax like mattered and like oh i know right and my crazy french boss who is like this 55 year old version of every french stereotype you've ever seen in both the best and worst ways uh he's great i want to be him when i grow up and i'm trying to explain this to him and he's just looking at me, and there's just kind of a beat, and another one, and I was like, I'm just gonna go back to work now. But like, that's cool. He's like, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> go back to the internet. Yeah, but yeah, it's no, so, it's so sweet. And not not just the reprints, but even the new cards. It looks so much fun. I bought two boxes, and I told my friends, We're drafting this. I don't care what. I don't care if you don't like it. We're drafting this. You know, oh, yeah. you're coming to my house. You're going to draft it. You're not going to leave my house until we're done with this box. That's yeah. what I told him. Um, between between a friend and I, we got three. So I'm pretty psyched about that. Oh, we, man, I can't wait. I'm I'm interested to see with the success of I, I'm anticipating success in Battle Bond just because. of. I hope so. Honestly, I really not hope. Only, not only because of what you said with how much fun the cards seem, but also uh the value the value in the set which is insane it's insane that they put so far yeah it's under a set like that that's awesome yeah Uh, i mean maybe we'll get a tree of redemption somewhere and everyone will just you know start crying wolf or whatever but oh god i hope not (laughs) i'm really i'm really curious if we're gonna see kind of a fusion of what like the conspiracy type product and the master set product because like everybody's mentioned wedge has called it multiple times that Battle Bond is a little bit like Commander Masters. It, it really is because, and you, you know what's better about this set compared to just pure Master sets is this is almost like half reprints and half new cards, and exactly. I'm excited for both. Oh, with, both with, of them. For, with Master sets, it's usually, okay, let's look at the high price Mythics. Okay, it's got some good ones. Everything else is a dud. I don't give a crap now. Yeah, it's got Jace, but it's got Tree of Redemption. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm curious if we're going to see a shift to, just because, I mean, Conspiracy 2 wasn't, I, I don't I don't know what the price numbers on that were, but I, I don't think there was that kind of hype on it. I mean, but we saw, like, Unstable, just people lost their minds about a new onset, which was which, great. I... Unstable was fantastic. I'm bringing a box to Vegas. We're going to build a giant pillow fort. And I found that crazy how crazy popular it was. I really thought it was going to tank because of the previous unsets. Yeah. But apparently it blew up. And I'm just like, why can't I find this anywhere in stores right now? (laughs) I've got got half a box and another box that's still sealed. So I'm I'm bringing bringing all of it to Vegas. So I'm really excited for the pillow fort draft. Hopefully we'll get, <laughs> we'll get probably hopefully some coverage of the pillow fort draft around. I don't know. Wedge has got to have like somebody with a camera who can show up. Yeah, so that's that's the plan. I promised Wedge the pillow fort draft like a long time ago, so that's happening. No, that's but, cool though. 
Yeah, it'll be super fun. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll do Battle One too now. Uh, so who knows? But I'm I'm really interested in seeing if we can combine uh, we like I'm obviously you know on Watsy's payroll. I'm maybe on Channel Five. You are definitely not Watsy's. <laughs> oh, you're on Watsy's payroll. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm learning no. so much. <laughs> oh my god hashtag things that are not true don't quote me don't at me at that actually don't at me that i'm on watching payroll um i uh i i'm really curious as if we're gonna see kind of a fusion of the best of both worlds so the, the I, I would hope so supplementary prop uh the the fun supplementary kind of like rules and flavor and in, in making the format something that it otherwise couldn't be in a standardly released set, but then also putting the reprint value in it. And, you know, I wouldn't even mind if they stopped master sets altogether and did a set like Battle Bond Conspiracy every other year. I'm just curious if they're... If they want to make crazy stuff that they can't necessarily put into, like, modern, but they want to put modern reprints in, I think that would maybe be where the hang-up would be. So if there's a way to kind of maybe, I mean, they could maybe do something weird where they have silver-bordered cards on some of the weird things and then regular-bordered cards in, but that would be strange. Well, no, so, I, I, th- I think something like Battle Bond and Conspiracy is perfect where they're only legacy playable, sure. and, but but they do put modern reprints in them if they need to, you know, which yeah. exactly like Battle Bond. It's, it's perfect for that. I think... I think that would be really cool to be seeing forward. I think that also, too, back to that original point where I said, like, how do you get asses in seats at the local game store? I think crazy product like this is a great way to do it, especially with 2 Giant, oh, yeah. because then you can take that friend who knows what they're doing, and I can go and be like, hey, my friend who has played Magic three times back with back when we were in college, do you, you still remember the rules? Still remember kind of how the stack works? Sure. Neither do I. Let's go play. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I mostly understand the stack. I'm just joking. I understand the stack. It's like a stack of dirty dishes. It's fine. It's good. Um, sure. Not Hashtag not a judge. <laughs> hashtag not employed by Watsy. Hashtag not a judge. Hashtag don't speak for Channel Fireball or anybody else. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting someone sending me an email telling me like how wrong with everything we were. They're gonna tell me every single thing we said. And then um they're they're just gonna tell me you know how terrible we are and you know they're gonna correct everything that was said between us and. Well, I'm know. a well, I'm a female in magic, so if we don't get at least one well actually, then obviously we're doing. Well, something. actually, oh god. <laughs> somebody somebody has taken a picture. From the video I was in with 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 the professor when I was when I was doing the the preview for the mending, somebody has taken one of the time water pictures and photoshopped like the meme text of "Well, actually" on the bottom. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of me. I'm so you, proud. You you've made it officially in the magic right, community. Right, I'm a meme. It's it's good. There's some there's some choice Jaya, uh, Jaya pictures also from uh, uh, from Seattle where I'm definitely not paying attention and. Uh, Rob Bibliovor Orc uh, took a bunch of pictures, and I'm not paying attention. And they are choice; they are prime for memeing. I should actually reshare those around. <laughs> oh man! So um, I think we yeah, it looks like we got to wrap it up here. Um, That's good. But um, I have definitely had a fun time talking with you. It's been a blast, actually. Yeah, um, I do too. Thank you for uh, putting up with my kind of like spotty responses to your email. Oh no, that's all right. That's all right. It's and thank you for putting up my spotty responses too, because it's like 
it's I'm so busy. It's you know, I forget to email sometimes. Um, I almost forgot to email you today right before we got on. I'm like, oh shit, don't I have something going on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you have a category three tropical storm, so it's fine. Apparently, well, no, it actually it it actually went away like an hour ago. Like it's, I told <laughs> like, you, it only it only it, really it, only like, it blew itself out in twenty minutes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's Florida for you. It's it comes and goes. Um, but anyways, so where can people find you if they want to look you up? So the best place to find me is at Tappy Toklaws on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. I basically sit on Twitter all day. You can also find me on Tumblr, which I've only started doing kind of to, are we still? What? Oh, no. As long as we're still good. I had, I got another one of those like network errors that you had when you blurped out. Oh, Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm still here. No, 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 you're good. Uh, yeah, so you can find me at TappyToeClaws on Twitter, like the Velociraptor Claw. That's, that's what I hate. <laughs> People are like, are your, are your toes really long? And I'm like, well, yes, but also it's it's Velociraptor. Uh, anyway, it's nice. <laughs> uh, so you can find me at TappyToeClaws on Twitter. That's where you should usually find me. I'm mostly on Twitter. I'm really bad at regularly producing any other content to have anywhere else. You can also find, uh, I have like a dumping ground for pictures and some stuff on Tumblr. Uh, that's also Tappy Toe Claws. So those two places are kind of where you got to get me. So. Well, sweet. That's awesome. And you're going to be at GP Vegas. Oh, yeah. Right? Or, you can, or you can come throw things at me at GP Vegas and I'll probably buy your drink. So. What can what can people throw at you? Some Rivals of Ixalan packs? Hopefully nothing too heavy. <laughs> Okay. I mean, technically, I survived getting hit by a car, so I guess as long as it's smaller than a sedan going roughly twenty-five, I probably. <laughs> well, hopefully, no one throws anything at you. But um, if you do happen to uh, want to meet her, you can meet her at. Are you going to be at all four days at GP Vegas? I will be at all four days. I believe I'm spell slinging. I don't have my schedule just yet, but uh, I'm going to be spell slinging. I'm doing a bunch of cool panels and events that I can't quite talk about yet, but they're going to be sweet. So That's you should awesome. look out for them. I'm, I'll spill them all on Twitter as soon as I can. I am super jealous, and I hope you have a really awesome time. And uh, make sure you take a lot of pictures so everybody can see it. I will. Most and um, bad selfies, but that's. <laughs> and I just want to thank you again for coming on. I've had a really fun time. Thank you so much. I have also, my dude. So. All right. Awesome. Well, have a great night. Okay. All right. Toodles. Hey, everybody. Zuby here, and I really hope you enjoyed listening to this week's show. If you want to reach out with any questions or comments or anything like that, you can definitely hit me up at the following on Facebook.com/slash Magic with Zuby. You can hit me up on Twitter at MagicWithZuby. We've also got an Instagram. I think the Instagram is at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. Uh, you can also send me an email at mtgzuby at gmail.com. Uh, and that's probably the best way to get in contact with me. Um, if you also want to help support the show, um, you can check our Patreon out at patreon.com slash MagicWithZuby. A lot of cool prizes and rewards there for um, people who sign up. I'd also like to thank my sponsors, LegitMTG.com, for um, helping the show out. And for a long time now, it's been been a while, they've been a sponsor of Magic Wazubi. Um, if you want to order any Magic singles or sealed product and you want free shipping with that, just order 
anything over $2 or more and you get free shipping anywhere within the United States. They've got a wide array of selection of singles and seal product. Um, definitely the current up-to-date stuff is the best. Um, and so be sure to check out legitmtg.com. Also like to thank manatraders.com for being a relatively new sponsor of Magic with Zuby. Really appreciate um, them sponsoring us here. So if you are tired of buying singles on Magic Online and you want to, you know, have the top tier deck because you want a challenge, there's a league or a challenge or a mox that you want to be a part of and you think you have a good chance of winning, Mana Traders is there for you. Uh, Mana Traders allows you to rent any cards and decks you want for a monthly price for as low as $9.95 a month. Um, you can use the coupon code MTGZUBI when you check out and get 15% off your first three months. Uh, that's manatraders.com, so be sure to check them out. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. And like I said, thank you again for listening to Magic with Zuby here.